Hello, and welcome back to the RevOps Show. We're in part two of what is now turning into a three-part series on CRM implementation and what they should cost. If you haven't listened to part one yet, I would highly recommend listening to that episode first. Today, Doug and Jess are working through the different aspects of what actually goes into the cost. They get into the different types of implementations, the different parts of them, what those should cost, and they also get into a bit of the status quo and the cost of not changing. So with that, let's listen as they work through it. Jess. Doug. There we go. That's what I'm talking about. That is what I'm talking about. It's time to get things started on the most. You know what I could go for right now? A nap? Well, that that's a safe answer with me. Um but other than a nap. I, I don't I know. I could go for I could go for an ice cream sandwich right now. Well, that does sound good. That does sound good. I don't know why, but like some like about twenty minutes ago, I just was like, you know, we were on a we were on a call with a client, and they were eating uh, famous famous cookies <laughs> this week, and I've been craving uh, famous famous cookies ever since. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. By the way, for those of you that noticed that I left, uh, my wife's back home. My dog disappeared, and I heard a little rumbling and. Uh, she is definitely into the phase where the entire world is her chew toy, and there's very little now that she can't get to. Jess, very, very, very. Well, little. she's like she's like the size of a human, so like a full grown adult she human. Is, so is, uh, she she lies on the bed sometimes, fully out like her. So her front paws up and her back paws back, and I think she takes up more. Of the, I think she's taller than me if you go paw to paw. She she you let her on the bed. We don't let Max on the bed. What's the point of having a dog if you don't let him on the bed? No. Max hasn't earned his right to be on the bed. Oh, my God. She she comes on. That There there she is, everybody. Look, look see, we have a guest star. Dakota's here. Here we go. Let, let, let's see. She doesn't, usually, she doesn't usually show herself when we're doing these things. There she is. There she is. You see those everybody muddy paws? Dakota. It's been raining. You see that? That's all through the house. All through the house. Um, oh, yeah. She comes on. Um, she wrestles. She pushes people out of the way. She uh, The other night, I guess she was she was doing something, and she actually she started kicking her paws, and she kicked me right in the kidney. And it, yeah, it hurt. Yeah, it was like, yeah, it's a uh, – I mean, you know, it, 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 she – I She's work running. She's running the house at this point. Oh yeah. I mean, basically. Oh, easily. Easily. Basically. Easily. easily. <laughs> All right, Jess. Well, we're we're um. Part two. Part two. Part, part two. It's part two or part two and a half. Part two and a half. Part one point six seven. Didn't you? Didn't okay. you ever see Naked Gun movies? Oh yeah. Okay. Naked yeah. Gun part two and a half. Yeah. Wasn't it okay? I don't remember. Yes. So is this a sequel to the previous episode? This is a this is a sequel. Everybody's been waiting. Or is it a continuation? Anticipating continuation, not the sequel. Or is it a continuation? Oh my god! Welcome to my life, everyone. We're back on Friday afternoon, everybody. We we um, we are. 
We are. That I don't know that Friday morning was any better, but. It, did I just jump the shark? Oh, see how I'm weaving that all together? But I'm bum. Oh, my knowledge I'm of bum. the entertainment, of, of, of the entertainment jargon. Yeah. Um, yeah. So what are we talking about, Jess? I can't remember. I don't know because we've had a week today. It's been a hell of a week. It's Friday. Yeah, but I know you, I know you did a lot of prep. I know you are. I am I'm super, I'm super duper prepared for this. Um, what to expect when you're expecting a CRM implementation part two. That's what we're, what we're doing. It's a creative today. title. I, I'm, I'm curious who came up with that one. <laughs> I wonder. I so wonder. We're talking about cost, the cost of, uh, the cost of CRM implementation. Yep. Yep. I think, I think your takeaway last week was it is unwise to pay too little, but it's worse to pay too much when you pay too little. Yep. So when you pay too much, you might lose a little bit of money. But that's yep. all. If you pay too little, you may lose the thing that lose you lose everything. Uh, yeah, you. Um, and and so I think we talked um, about the prime directive last time, and I think that, that I want to make sure that we emphasize that because that really drives the context of this entire conversation. And by the way, if you don't take into account the prime directive, you can't really calculate the cost. Um, and and more on that in a minute, but the prime directive is the business process must drive the technology. The technology should never dictate the business process. Um, and I'll probably give a little bit of a corollary to that uh, later on today. Um, talked about kind of different approaches to implementation, different types of implementation. And just to bring everybody up to date that um, hasn't listened to the previous episode, we've gotten a lot of good feedback on it so far. Mm-hmm. I heard uh, your mom said really good things about it. My mom, my mom thought it was um, amazing. You know, the key to comedy is being able to stick with it on a sustained period for a sustained period. Um, I promise you, next inbound, someone's going to ask you about your mom. Somebody, somebody is. And you know what? At some point, I need to have Karen watch the show so she can see just how much we talk about her. I thought she does. Yeah. Yeah. All the time. Uh, She's our number one fan. You told me that she did. I actually thought, like, this whole thing started because I thought she actually watched and listened. She, she, she has, she has listened to a few episodes for sure. Okay. So the, the topic of RevOps didn't keep her attention? No. And, and I don't, I don't want to, I don't really want to stay on here what she, she said. Because <laughs> it was a slight to me. Okay. Well, we'll save that for a future episode, everybody. Yep. Um, yep. So, so what we're talking about is a full implementation um, in the category that, colloquially we refer to as rip and replace so so you are either coming from no real system or you're using an existing system um and 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 i would say that that, well actually we're going to get into um areas of consideration etc so i can i can get into that um and then also one of the things that we talked about last time is a critical choice you have to make is are you going to you know what a critical decision you have to make is what's your platform choice Yep. And there are basically three platform types. There's the work in, you're using a single tool. Um, yep. Primarily it's driving everything. So that is in, you know, I, the, the best example of that, the leader in that um, platform choice would be HubSpot. Mm-hmm. There's the build on, so the work in, the build on, that is where you're gonna be using multiple systems tied together through good integration, et cetera, the, the leader there um, is Salesforce. Yep. Um, and then the third is what I refer to as the no platform platform, where you're basically going to use a series of point solutions. Um, you may have various integrations 
um, but you're not really um, platforming. And, and you can listen to the previous episode. We do get into, I think, some important elements about what what that platform decision means because so much of what your experience is going to be, and by the way, so much of where the costs are going to get allocated are going to be based on what is that platform decision. Yep. So that was um, a summary of our uh, first episode. Yep. So now let's dig into. Oh. There we so go. So now let's 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 get a, let's let's get to part two. All right. So let's start with what you what you just mentioned: areas of consideration. So what what are the what are kind of the key things that you can you could consider when you're doing a CRM implementation? So I think some of the key considerations are um, how big is the team. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you think about the team, um, you need to think about company roles, like how, how big is the company? Um, and so how many people does the company have? Or, 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 or where you're working is divisionally based, how many people does the division have? Mm-hmm. Um, how many people are um, market facing in either a support position? So by the way, um, you know, if you have an accounts receivable clerk, um, I'm sorry, if you have accounts payable clerk, that is probably, you probably don't need to consider that person, but you do need to consider finance roles because they do support, they impact and are impacted directly by market facing go to market actions. So, so you need to think in terms of, um, you know, the indirect elements, which by the way, also gets to a major choice in terms of your, your platform decision, because access is a key thing. Um, how many people are directly involved in the go-to-market um, areas and how many people are um, in active, direct um, interaction roles with customers, prospects, um, and that greater community? Right. So who's so so salespeople, yep. service reps, sales managers, um, people like that. Those are the people that are in, you know, active roles. Um, you're in some organizations, especially, you know, if you're looking at two, three, four hundred, you might look, you know, VPs might actually not be in that direct role. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, assistance, you know, what what's what's your estimation team, um, your deal desk, like the, the all those things need to kind of come together when you think about yep. what the team size is. I, I, I think some of the key places of delineation are um, if your if your direct customer interactive team size is less than 10, I think probably then 10 to, you know 10 to 25, 25 to 50, 50 to about a hundred, a hundred to 250, 300. 300 to a thousand, a thousand or more. Those are kind of some of the key bands um, that I would, that I would think about in terms of direct roles. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to be talking, you know, what, what we're going to talk about today applies, you know, absolutely to 50 seats or more, uh, you know, 50 direct or more. Um, and, 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 you know, I would say also, you know, for the most part applies to, to 25 or more. I think what we're going to talk about has application to everything, but some of the formulas and key pieces sure. around that, as you get under 25, I think that there's 
a lot more variance to what we're talking about. So team size is is a um, is a critical element of um, of consideration. And, and and realize that what you have to take into account is you have to take into account Metcalf's law. And of course, you know Metcalf's law, don't you, Jess? Um, Metcalf's law is a law about networks, right? And and so each node you add yep. doesn't increase by one. Right. And, and, and in some ways you think, well, if I'm going from one to two, that's a hundred percent increase. So clearly that's a lot more complicated than if I go from, you know, 99 to a hundred. Right. right. But the reality is, you know, a hundred adds more complexity now, you know, maybe 99 to a hundred is, isn't as um, big a number. But, but if you think about it, those bands that I gave you, yeah, those bands that I just talked about, the, those are levels of complexity um, that, that, that need to be considered. Um, then the other area that gets into your level um, lever of complexity is you do need to take into account what is your greater tech stack. Uh, what, and, and by the way, market facing and non-market facing. So what other technology is the company using? Front end, back end, um, you know, what's your ERP, your finance system, what's your, what, what, what are you using in your go-to-market motions, et cetera? Mm-hmm. Because, you know, and I, I keep seeing all kinds of numbers I mean, I, I saw something from a reasonably credible source, you know, SMBs on average have 300 SaaS applications. I, I can't only really find that. Well, I find it, it, it's either hard to believe or you start defining SaaS, app, SaaS applications as, right. I mean, I know one, one, one thing is you know, uh, Gmail or Outlook, that is a SaaS application. And I go, sure. okay, yeah, it is. But, you know, um, and again, I get it. I get that it is, isn't it? But um, you know, the, the, the number, um, the number of applications that you're using are mushrooming, the cost of managing that are mushrooming. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, that, that is gonna, you know, re- really what you're trying to do when, when we talk about this area, um, is you're, you're trying to account for, um, your LOC. By the way, this is going to be a fun episode because we've been wrestling with a lot of the thoughts here. It's, that's why, for those yeah. of you that haven't figured this out yet, this is one of the reasons why we were doing this podcast is we're trying, like these is, this is our topic, is we're actually trying to wrestle to, to, to tighten um, our definitions and explanations. So you're going to hear some, you know, it's like we're going to be creating some new stuff on this podcast. Right. Yep. But um, so LOC. Um, so I... Um, by the way, I'm, some people are going to listen to this and they're going to be like, oh my God, I can't believe you didn't know this, Doug. But I didn't until, I think it was a couple of weeks ago, someone put, um, you know, they needed to understand what the what the LOE was, mm-hmm. was going to be. And I'm like, okay, what what is okay, that? that? That's LOE, what I was going to ask you. Level, level of, of effort. effort. Okay. Yeah. Level of effort. All right. right. Um, so LOC is level of complexity. Okay. Um, and, and here's the thing, the four most damaging words in any tech implementation all you need is or all, all i need is all, all i need is all i need is right all i need is everyone everybody wants simple that's what they say let's keep it simple let's keep it simple let's keep it simple um and the and the problem is oh actually there was um i i saw this this was a quote that i picked up um i think it was actually Brian Halgan who shared it where is it where, where Sim- simplicity on this side of complexity or on this side of complexity is worthless. Simplicity on the other side of complexity is invaluable. It's something like that. It's an Oliver Wendell Holmes quote. 
I shared it after my uh, after I had a quote. When, when when was our last blue team meeting, Jess? That was last week. I would not give a fig for the simplicity this side of complexity, but I would give my life for the complexity for, for the simplicity on the other side of complexity. Right. That's the quote. That, and, and, and here's what that means in, as it relates to CRM implementation. Um, and it was Oliver one home. So I butchered the quote horribly, but I did get the source correct. You did, you did get the source correct. Um, what, you know, what this means is, is the, is the build simple or is the execution simple? Right. And, and what people want, and I get it because I want it too. Yeah. Is they want the level of effort and cost associated with a simple build with the outcomes that yep. come from simple execution. Right. And this is where the inverse complexity law or the inverse friction principle comes in. And that and the inverse complexity law is the level of complexity in a user's experience has an inverse relationship to the complexity that went in to creating that experience, right? Yep. So you tell me how complex your situation is, then tell me how much you embrace that complexity in build. And I'll be able to tell you when done right. I'm not saying that if you put a complex system together, we've got calls law that comes right. in lots of laws today, but I'm not saying you, I'm not saying that, that a complex build means a simple implementation or, you know, simple execution. I am saying embracing and managing the complexity in the build is required for the simple implementation. Right. right? And, th and this is why, um, I mean, this is, this is where the biggest cost of, of CRM comes in, which is depending upon what research you look at 50 to 70% of CRM implementations fail to deliver on their intended results. Um, and, and, and so you've got to grasp what your level of complexity is so that you can make sure that you're matching the strategy, the effort, and the resources yep. to get the payoff that you're looking for. Yep. Yep. So that's a that's a perfect segue into Are you saying that that's brilliant? I I did not use the word brilliant, but then ever that didn't come out of my list. <laughs> um so let's talk about the different types of costs that you have associated with with an implementation. <laughs> Yeah, th th this gets to everybody's favorite buzzword, but nobody knows what it means. And, and and by the way, I'm including me in that. I use this term all the time, and then I then I hope people don't ask me to explain it. You know, what's the total cost of ownership? And 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 just so what what professional sport are you a fan of? Basketball. Basketball. Okay. Um. So, who's your favorite basketball player of all time? Oh. Who's the best I'd basketball pick. player in your opinion? Oh, Michael Jordan's the best back basketball player of all time. Um, I was gonna, I was going to actually say Larry Bird's probably my favorite all time, but but yeah, Michael Jordan's the best. Which which, which player costs more, uh, Michael Jordan or Scotty um, Pippen? Who, who's, no, 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 no. I don't know. I don't want to go Scotty oh, Pippen. You don't uh, want to go like who, who's who's somebody on the bench of San, uh, the, who's on the bench of San Antonio Spurs? Oh my God, I don't even know anymore. Um, you could go. Well, anyways, so really, so yeah. so you know, Michael Jordan in his, in, I think, in his highest year, just on basketball, I think he got paid like thirty-five or forty million dollars a year. Yeah. The guy on the bench is getting paid six hundred thousand dollars a year. Right. Maybe he's getting paid a million dollars yeah. a year. Which, yeah. Which which one? Which one is lower cost? Oh. 
Um, Michael Jordan. Well, it would be, it would Michael be. Jordan. So why do you say that? How many championships did Michael Jordan win? Six. I believe it was five. Six. There six. It is. Won six championships. Um, yeah. What's that worth? How, how many people came to basketball, to, came to yeah. a basketball oh, okay. game I see what you're for saying. Michael Jordan, yeah. right? Well, you know, I, look, yeah, look at the just, attendance. And not, just, and not just built Bulls fans. I mean, right. Like, right. Yeah. Right. So, so he had a higher price, sure. but he cost less. Yeah. Okay. Right. I, I, I used to ask the question, you know, who, who's, a, who's the lower cost, Tom Brady or Rex Grossman? Rex Grossman got paid one fifteenth, one thirtieth of what Tom Brady got paid. Right. But, you know, he, he was a higher cost. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and, and so that's really, you know, if, if you get, if you haven't defined the business process, and by the way, here's the corollary to that, right? The business objective has to drive the process. The process shouldn't drive the objective. Right. And so one of the difficulties that you have when you're talking about CRM implementation is nobody wants to, nobody hires us. Nobody that I'm aware of implements a new CRM because they look at it and they go, you know what? I just want a better CRM implementation. I want our CRM to be just designed a little bit better. I mean, I don't want anything to change. I want to win right. the blue ribbon award for, for best implementation. CRM implementation. I went, I went yeah. the CRM. You know, it's no, there's a business outcome sure. that needs to be achieved. But the interesting thing is, and I love the promotion of it, you know, companies who have used XYZ CRM experience 67% more growth than, right? So-and-so bought our CRM and generated $50 million more pipeline after. Okay. Like I get... It, that it, it is both that, that statement is both fair and unfair because in and of itself the CRM didn't create the fifty million dollars of pipeline. Now it can enable that, right? Right, but it's the business process that that um, leads to that. And 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 so the danger is, you know, CRM is a process improvement initiative. And so if the process isn't clearly connected to the outcome, if the process isn't connected to the performance. Then, then changing the process doesn't necessarily change performance. And by the way, I, and changing what enables the process doesn't necessarily change the process. And, and, and what I mean by that is if you, and, you know, we can say our least favorite customer in the world is the one that hires us. And then every time we talk about how we need to do something, they say, well, no, no, that's not how we do it. Yeah. No, 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 that's not how we do it. Right. It's like, okay, well, wait a second. If you wanted to change the CRM to just do what you were already doing, then, I mean, please don't take this the wrong way, but why'd you change the CRM? Yep. Um, you know, you're, you're not going to get a different outcome. You're, you're probably going to get a worse outcome because you just added change for no real reason. Um, and so you need to understand what are you trying to accomplish Right. And, and, and I always refer, you know, there's two parts to our business. We've got our process improvement, our process transformation side and our performance transformation side. Now, I think mm-hmm. one of the things that makes us special is, is that we have deep expertise on, on both sides. Right. But, but if they're not connected, then you don't necessarily get the performance improvement. And, and it's the performance that, that, that drives the cost. So, that that connects to the first area of of cost that I think about mm-hmm. is speed versus velocity, right? I, I call it the velocity cost, if you will, right? 
I see people that do, you have to do 30% more with this system. Yeah. Right? That means I have to run 30% faster. Yep. To just, to just get keep, one. Do, do what you were doing right? before. Yeah. Right. Yep. Um, and, and, and by the way, one of the things that happens, especially in today's world, because everyone is at, everyone's an overstatement, but 80% plus of people in, in, in these roles, we're, we're at near exhaustion points, points, right? And, and, and so we're already, for the most part, going as fast as we can. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I see too often that we add technology for the promise of enablement and we end up just creating one more thing that somebody has to manage, right? It, it kind of cracks me up when I take a look at what a lot of people are talking about in terms of growth of revenue operations functions and, and one, and, and I want to emphasize, I mean, this is the RevOps show, right? This is like the top producing RevOps show on Spotify from what I understand. Um, so I'm a fan of RevOps, right? Mm-hmm, I'm, right. I love RevOps. I, and, and no offense to anybody. I was, we were talking about RevOps before. Yeah. You know, we were talking about RevOps when people looked at us and said, we're like, huh? what's RevOps? What's RevOps? Huh? Now people, now we, now we talk about RevOps and people go, oh, okay, yeah, cool. And they still yeah. really don't know what, no. like they still have the question, but they're now too ashamed to actually ask. What does that mean? Um, but this idea, and I'm looking, I'm looking at mushroom, mushrooming growth in, in, in headcounts in RevOps teams. And, I'm, and I sometimes ask the question, well, wait a second. If, if we're creating a better path of why do like should you know technology has been promising more you know more gain for the buck yep but i want to know why do the costs keep going up when 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 do they when does that turn i get i get i gotta invest i gotta i gotta prime the pump but at some point the curve has, has to come down and and the reason is is that so much of what we're doing is about speed 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 when what we really need to be thinking about is is velocity um, how is this separating the signal from the noise? One of the big things that I see is, you know, if you think about your implementation and you think about whatever tool you're going to select, too often it just generates it generates more of everything. And 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 the difficulty is because the signal is always a, it's yeah. certainly below fifty percent of the total, right? Noise is is always the majority. As I develop more, you get more and more noise. It becomes harder to get the signal. Um, you know, we were just looking at um, somebody's setup, and I think they had. Well, actually, this isn't the worst one because I looked at one uh, a couple months ago, and I think they had seven hundred. I actually think they had more dashboards than they have employees. Oh my god, seven hundred dash sure. dashboards. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah. The the one we just looked at, I think they had fifty some dashboards. I've seen I've seen you know what? I think, close, but not I think, dashboards. I think I'm gonna come up with your your dashboard to employee ratio. If your dashboard to employee I can tell you this, if your dashboard to employee <laughs> ratio is greater than one, that's definitely a problem. <laughs> I I think I can safely say if it's above 0.5 to one. I was gonna say um so the one we just looked at if you think about it, I think they're at about you know, 67%, they have 67% of dashboards to their employee count. Um, and, and so the difficulty there, and, and look, I get it, because these systems, they, they can, we can measure so much. So we start measuring everything. And in which case, we actually know less than we did before. 
Um, so, so the first one, the first type of cost is just what's the velocity cost. The, the second cost is what's the time. Um, and, and, but by the way, the other velocity cost is for the people that are, that, that the tool is supposed to enable. So if we're talking about CRM, we are talking about sales, marketing, customer success, customer support. Mm-hmm. How much time does it take them to be able to iterate, adjust, add, and, and time in, in hours of how much time does it take to do this and time also in chronology, right? So, so if we have to go to a different, like if I have to go to IT to then request this and then to go through this whole, like yep. there's a time element that just means you're not, you, you've lost a large part of the benefit of, of tech. You know, does this report real time? Like I've seen, does this report real time? Oh yeah, absolutely. Except it takes them seven weeks to update a simple thing. So yeah, yeah, the reporting is real time, but by the time you get it, you actually, it's no longer relevant. Um, so I had, I had a company, actually a company I'm talking to right now, um, looking at a significant cost, probably in the, you know, probably for, for annual, we're probably gonna be about $300,000 um, first year. So counting the implementation, probably mm-hmm. looking at about a half million. Um, mm-hmm. and, and what the, um, talking to the chief operating officer and he said, look, you know, part of the issue is, you know, we're, we, we pay $30,000 for our CRM right now, $30,000 yeah. a year. Cause it's, it's on-prem. They just pay the, the ongoing maintenance license support. Um, and I said, well, well, you write a check for $30,000. Yeah. Right. Because you have three people that are, that are, that are supporting it. You have three IT people that are supporting it. Right. Right. Well, all of a sudden you look at that. Wait, you know, the, the price is different. So how much time chronology mm-hmm. and, and time of people is it going to take to implement? Mm-hmm. How much, how much are you going to continue to carry your legacy costs? How much is spent in development? How much time is it going to take to develop what you want to do? And by the way, um, had a great conversation with someone yesterday because, because they got it before I said it, it was, you know, he's like, look, I'm, I'm sure you guys are going to be able to get this to, to implement fine. I'm sure everything's going to be fine on, on implementation. Right. He said, my concern is the day after implementation. Yeah. Right. And I, and, and I always call that day two. And I think, you know, it, it's one of the big mistakes that get made. We're all so focused on day one. We forget day two is where is the only well, thing that matters. It's, untru- it's interesting that you bring that up. Cause I, I deal, I think I deal far more frontline when we kick off and that question is one of the most common questions I get at kickoff. It's like, okay, this, this is all great. The path to launch is clear. What happens yep. after that? And I don't think, I don't think that that gets considered nearly enough because everybody's kind of focused on the launch. Correct. And, 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 and that is a, that is a symptom of the technology is driving the process, not the business process. Cause what happens next? Well, what happens next is the business process. Yeah. And, and the technology needs to be in a place to stay in a line, you know, to stay connected to that. Um, so speed versus velocity, what's your velocity cost? What's the time cost? What's the direct cost? That's, you know, the spend. Um, yep. and then, and then there's a utilization cost. Um, utilization is, is how fast are you able to iterate? What's the impact on productivity? One of the things that I think is the most valuable measurement of impact. And, and, and actually this is where I, I know we're talking about CRM implementation, but you know, I have a take on, um, marketing attribution, right? Yep. 
here's how I know marketing and CRM are doing their job. Am I able to do more with the capacity that I have as a result mm -hmm. of their actions? Yep. So, so impact on productivity and, 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 and direct productivity and indirect productivity, because, mm -hmm. you know, the teams that are using the tool have tremendous impact upstream, downstream and sidestream to other areas. How much does that drive yeah. those places? So it's like, I can show in a lot of places where your, your CRM, like we don't have a sales problem. And I agree with you. You don't have a sales problem right? The CRM is not going to change your sales velocity. It's going to change your operational cost. It's going to change, right? It's going to impact all of those things. Um, and, and by the way, a, a key element of productivity is adoption and utilization. Um, and then, and then the other element of utilization is, is, you know, how much time is spent on uh, tranches of activity and to keep it simple, how much time is spent on low value activities versus high value activities? Why do we invest in technology? Well, one of the primary reasons we should be investing in technology is to enable people to spend less time in low value activity and more time in high value activity. Yep. And all too often they don't. And the reason for that is because the business process isn't clear. It's not mapped to. And so you end up having people that, and this, you can go back to our conversations on the role of admins, you know, far too often we end up, you know, cleaning up the data of, right. Yeah. And, and, or, or somebody asked for reporting, but they're not really clear on what's the job that the reporting is doing. And so the reporting that they get never quite tells them what they need. So someone then has to go in and then adjust this and move to that. And well, that, know. that connects directly to the business process being the driver. Cause I find when, when, when those things are happening, it's often because the process, the business process is not clear. And so we're trying to basically blunt force into the, into the CRM and we'll like, just use it, figure it out. And, and it ends up taking up more time. And then, and then, and that's where you lose adoption. Mm -hmm. You lose adoption there. No question. But I, I, I think the key place where you, where you lose adoption is whenever you, if I have to take the sidewalk and it's faster to cut across the grass, yeah, I'm going to cut across the grass. Sure. Yeah. Of course. And, and you know what? I'm going to cut across the grass unless the VP of administration is there. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I, I do. I do and, know what you mean. And that's how far too many people use CRM. It's like, oh, yeah. wait, oh, they're looking. Okay. I'm going to log this in there. Right. Um, oh, they're not looking. Okay. I'm cutting across the grass. Yeah. That's what, that's what sales reps do. You know, in fairness, that's not what sales reps do. That's what, that's what, everybody, that's what people do. Yeah. That's what everybody does. Yep. Cows do it too, by the way. Oh, do they? <laughs> they stop when the, when the administrator is there and go on the sidewalk. Yeah. Yeah. When, when, when the, when the rancher is there to, to move them to go in a different direction. Do you know why, do you know why the roads in Boston are so messed up? They were all cow paths. I did not know that. Yeah. So, so like, I mean, if you go back years and years, you know, when it's, so you, the roads got paid basically where the cows, you know, that were delivering whatever. Um, interesting. You know, um, animals, we are, we are programmed to take the path of least resistance. It's why if someone gets lost on a mountain and you search, you search at the mm -hmm. bottom, you don't search on the top. Yeah. People go down, right? When they they're lost, up. they go down the mountain, they go, they go up the mountain. Right. Cause, yeah. cause so much of their 
brain power. You don't like, that's why mountain climbing is a thing because the natural, you know, you have to go against nature, right? The path of least resistance is where you're going to go. How do you make, you know, how, how do you find the path? Of, cause, Cause here's the other thing too, who, what salesperson, what marketing person, what, what success person is, is rewarded because they use the tool correctly, but fail to accomplish the outcome. Oh, no, no one. Right. And, and, and by the way, why would we want to? Oh, I'm yeah. Sorry, Mr. Customer. I'm sorry, Mr. Customer, but I have to fill out 17 things before I can send that to you. Um, and I know you're ready to write me a check. Like, you know what? If you're ready to write me a check right now, you write me a check. We'll figure out how to handle that. And, and I'm exaggerating a little bit, but, but yeah, I mean, there's, 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 and, and, and I get it. And, and just, you get it right. Cause you, you approach it both because of your mindset and the role that you're in from the process. And it's so easy to fall into, well, no, that's not how we do it. Right. Yeah. And then, and then, and then it's, well, why not? Why, why is that not how we do it? What, what's wrong with this? Well, well, we're not getting the information that we need. Okay. Well, is there a way that we can do it like this? Is there a way we can enable this? Cause it shortcuts the path where we can get the information. You and I have had knockdown drag out fights. <laughs> and, and what, and where does it usually end? It usually ends in, and we find a solution that's better. <laughs> Doug usually wins. This is a shocker um, to everyone. Well, sure. but, but, but not, 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 because, not, of not because of, no, 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 I, I'm, I'm right. joking, but yeah, no, because that, that is the, like, usually the path of, well, we do it that way because it's the process is not, it's not the right answer. Well, and, and, and here's, and here's a big example of cost versus price, right? Um, we want to gain more information about somebody. And so our forms get longer. And so our conversion rates get, get shorter. And, and there's a whole trend going against forms. And, and oh, by the way, I don't know about the information that you fill out on a form, but I don't fill out the right. I mean, I, I mean the, 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 the top option and the dropdown always is the number one response, right? And so, so it's not even all that yeah. valuable and reliable. And, and like, so here's a question, and I love this, you know, and we used to ask this question. We want to require company email addresses. I totally get that. We then ask company name. Why are we asking their company name if we have their email, if, if we know their email domain? Well, I, I want to save my team time from having to, to type that in. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, you know, why not pay for a tool that does that automatically? And now you're right. Or, but I also want to know this and this and this. Okay. Well, that's where, that's where lead augmentation data comes in. And all of a sudden, Hey, yeah, but that stuff, that's 30, 40, 50 grand. Okay. Well, let's take a look. What is that information worth? How much time? Right. That that's what we're talking about. Right. That that's where technology gets its bang for the buck. Right. But but you know, how many people have those lead augmentation tools, but have never designed the business process for it to feed in and accelerate that that it ends up not going anywhere? Oh, you're gonna make my head hurt. <laughs> I'm living this with a few people right now. So Right. But that, but that's what cost is. Yeah. Right. That, yep. That's what cost. Uh, yeah, absolutely. It's, it's, it's time cost. It's cost on the tool because you're not fully leveraging it. So you lost, lost there. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. hundred percent. All right. Let's talk about um, status quo and the cost of status quo. So the status quo is, is, is a really interesting, um, it's an interesting beast because 
in some ways it gets a bad rap and in other ways it deserves to be sent down to the seventh level of health um wow tell us how you I just, really feel i just wanted to say something for effect um <laughs> look there's a cost to change there's a cost to change you know what if if you need to have heart surgery there's a there's a cost to that um it's gonna hurt you're gonna feel like a mac truck drove across your chest yep and you know what you need to do it anyways right um and so i i get frustrated because everyone wants to tell you i mean look if you don't make this change you're i'm i'm we're talking to a company right now that that literally has no i mean it's literally individual spreadsheets they're not even using collaborative spreadsheets it's they're using my favorite, it's my favorite. Excel, okay well and, and and this company is doing 800 to 1.3 billion 800 million to 1.3 billion do, do they have to change no they're doing 800 to 1.3 billion i now look don't get me wrong i don't know how they're doing 800 million to 1.3 billion that way but they are um and so something has to be working because by the way they're doing 800 million to 1.3 billion and they're making money like they're very profitable um and and so there is that and by the way and they have a major fee because our team doesn't use it um the people in the field aren't particularly technologically savvy on and on and on so we're concerned well you know we've got to keep it simple again mm-hmm. and they let, let all we want to pay oh, for the simple implementation. All I need with, is, right? all I need is. Um, and, and think about, you know, will our people adopt it? And, and the answer is, the question is not, will they adopt the CRM? The question is, will they adopt the business process? Now, I would say that if you can execute the business process that you want to execute without using new technology, yeah. And I would do that. Yeah. The best technology is none. That's why I like to take naps. A state of nothingness. Um, there it is. So what you have, like the real cost of the status quo, and it, and it's hard to identify, and this gets back to what's the outcome, what's the performance that needs to change yep. before you talk about the process is there is a cost of friction right now to emphasize all friction is not bad but friction should be highly tied to areas of real value creation friction is a cost it is an invisible cost and and one of the difficulties is whenever you look at whenever you try to identify and label friction they're always small things that don't need a lot. And I use the analogy that they're very much like barnacles on a boat, right? And, and, and by the way, you're always going to have friction. You're never going to be in a 100% optimal, right? There's, there, there's no such place. Um, entropy is always increasing. Friction is always increasing. Mm-hmm. Um, but you need to understand what your cost of friction is and how much of what are you doing today you're doing because that's how you do it 
as opposed to what you're doing today is because you're doing it by design. So I have no problem with not changing. I'm a fan of not changing. And as a matter of fact, I've learned a very, very hard lesson as an idea person, as a strategy person. I love to come in and say, hey, let's change this up. Yeah. I come in and say, hey, this has been working really well. It's been working really well for the last three years. I don't know about you guys, but I'm kind of getting bored by it. So let's I wanna, change I it wanna, up. I, let's, let's change our project management software, Jess. Let's, let's do that for fun. I, I'm, I'm aware. <laughs> Where's the challenge here? Um, right. So, so I am, you know, I'm all for not changing. I, I'm right. sorry. I learned, the, I learned the hard way that, I'm wrong more often than I'm right that we need to change. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But, but that needs to be choice. The choice to change the choice to not change. It can't be, um, it can't be default, right? When you don't change, you're making a decision not to change. Right. When I was at, when I was a financial advisor, I worked with people with, with very highly concentrated stock positions. Remember one of my favorite stories, I did it many times, but he had a, um, he had $5 million of, of investments. He had like 4.3 million in ExxonMobil. Mm-hmm. He was an executive at ExxonMobil. Um, and, and we're talking about, I lay out an investment strategy. He's like, Doug, this looks great. Um, but you know, let, 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 let's wait before we do anything with, uh, with Exxon. And, and by the way, it was always that, you know, if, if Exxon was in a down, um, trend, it would be, let's wait for Exxon to come back. If Exxon was in an uptrend, it was like, let's wait for Exxon to finish that uptrend. Like, like we sure. would know when that's going to happen. Right. And, and so I would say to him, I'm like, okay, no, I get it. Um, because what he would say is, look, I don't want to change things up until I said, okay, no, right. I get it. I said, I'm curious. I want you to pretend for the moment that you have no money. You're absolutely, I mean, you're, you're, you're not homeless. You're like you're living your life, but, but literally, you know, Every day, the money that you spend is the money that you have. You have right. no other money. And your yeah. fairy godmother comes down and says, I'm going to give you $5 million on, on uh-huh. one condition. And that condition is you have to invest all of it. Uh, my question to you is, how much of that $5 million are you going to invest in ExxonMobil? Uh-huh. And the response was always, well, I mean, that's a good question. But, but Doug, I would definitely invest. I'd definitely put a significant amount of it in, in ExxonMobil. ExxonMobil is a good stock. And I replied, yeah, no, no, I absolutely. I think XML was a great stop. Back then it was. Uh, it probably still is. Um, I said, but would you put 80% of it? Would you put $4 million yeah. in it? And, it and, the, and the answer was always, you know, whatever no. the number was, was different. The answer was always, well, no, I wouldn't put that much in. I said, right, right. Here's what I want you to understand. When you have money invested in the stock market, every morning you wake up, you, your fairy godmother comes down and says, here's the money. Do you want to buy or do you want to sell? And every day you don't make a sell decision, mm-hmm. you're making a buy decision. So every day right. you're buying $4.2 million of XMO, right? So, so the, the idea that the status quo means things aren't changing, that's the myth. That's what you have to understand. So you need to understand what is the cost of your status quo, right? What is the cost of friction? And then what is the impact of acceleration? Technology is not a solution. Business process is the solution. Technology is an enabler and accelerator. And, you know, if, if, if you're driving the Barney Rubble special and you go out and you get a wonderful exterior, 
but you're still, you know, it's still your feet that are moving the car. Right. Then again, nothing has really changed. It goes back to what, what is the change that needs to happen in the business process that's going to drive how you evaluate and understand what's needed. Because the focus should be, and I'm going to give a caveat, the focus should always be on what is it worth, not what does it cost. Mm-hmm. Because if you get on what does it cost, you're, you're not going to be in a total cost mindset. You're going sure. to be focused more on price. And, and you're going to diminish the key things that make the difference. And, and, and if you look at what your cost of implementations are, very rarely are they the difference between organization success or failure. Now, that does not mean spend money for the sake of spending money. And, and I've had some people try to give me the what's it worth, right? Like if, if I could, you know, do whatever, you know, what would that be worth? And my answer to them sometimes is, look, that, that's a moronic question because either what's it worth is literally invaluable. Mm-hmm. Like what would it be worth if I could give you perfect health? My response is, fuck you. Um, you know, or, or, uh, do we need to get a, are we going to get an explicit warning on the podcast? We, we, we might, we might. Um, I don't think that's the first F bomb I've dropped on this. Probably show. not. It probably. And I've probably dropped a few. Oh, I'm sure. Um, the, you know, there, there's a place where, look, you know, that might be worth $5 million, but I'm not paying you $5 million for that. Right. Right. Um, so, so yeah, there's, there, there, there's a, um, you know, what's it worth is not unlimited by, right. by any stretch of the imagination, but, but you do, but you do need to understand, and this is what we're going to get into in the next episode. Um, you do need to understand what is the outcome that you're trying to achieve? What are the inputs that you need to have so that, and this is what a good CRM will do. This is what any good system will do. A good CRM will enable your team to focus on the process, to focus on have good process and let the outcomes take care of itself. Bill Walsh's uh, autobiography, I love the book, The Score Takes Care of Itself. Yep. You, 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 you ask a hitter, the worst thing that you can think is to go up and say, I need to get a hit. If, if you're focused on the result, it's going to send you down, right? What I want to do is I want to have a good at bat. If I can string together a series of good at bats, then success takes care of itself, right? And 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 that's why again the business process drives that. And when you tie your your enablers to your process to your outcomes, right? Realizing that it's a complex ecosystem, so it's, there's always variations and deviations that are happening. Yep. That's how you get to this point of predictable growth. That's how you get to this uh, idea of scale. Yep. Um, and and when you when you go halfway, that's a lot of times where, you know, for me at least, that that halfway is is that, the, that, the juice is not worth the squeeze. That fall that falls in the same category as me. It's paying too little. I mean, you're well. Yeah, it does. Right. Yeah. Yeah same thing now now i should say that that uh, and, we, and we probably want to dig in this in the next episode what what we talk about when you're uh, you know, again with a crm platform you should be launching your crm three to four times per year yep yep um 
And, and so what you're doing when you're rolling something out, so remember, if you're changing a core piece of technology, you're changing behavior. Um, so it is, it is change management. Um, it is an ongoing iterative process. And what you need to do, we talk about defining the next milestone of complete. What is complete? My, by the way, definition of complete for me is uh, where's the juice worth the squeeze? And, 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 and how do we call it done? Yep. Um, and, and what people do because they define too much by what's wrong with the current situation is they get from being broken to not broken, but not broken doesn't mean fixed and fixed yep. doesn't mean healthy. Yep. Right. And, and so you get to the not broken phase and the, and the difficulty there is it has no staying power. You mm-hmm. get you get a modicum of immediate improvement, which is driven more by attention than anything else with a little bit of process support. But yep. you've actually just added more legacy cost and more complexity. Yep, I agree. <laughs> All right. Um, so I have a couple of key takeaways. Um, the, the CRM implementation is a process improvement initiative. I like that. You know, I thought it was an IT initiative, but... That was a joke. No, no, I know. So, so it is a process improvement initiative. And if you want it to have any impact, it needs to be tied to a performance yep. improvement initiative. Yep. Yep. Um, key areas to consider are the company size, the team size, the roles of who's going to be using the system, and then understanding your overall tech stack. Um, and then I, I really liked what you said around status quo and understanding the cost of status quo and the myth of the status quo is that nothing, nothing's changed. Um, which I think is like, I see that all the time. So those were my key. And, and what I'm saying is if someone comes in and says, this is going to be easy, or this is going to be inexpensive. And you're talking about an initiative that matters. What you need to ask in response is. Were these magic grits? I almost asked somebody that when I was talking about data migration this week, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> and on that we will uh keep you waiting for part three where we're going to get into the areas of cost and and we're going to give you some guidance on what to expect all right until next time and that's a wrap on this episode of the RevOps show as a reminder this is turning into a three-part series so don't forget to listen to part one and stay tuned for part three if you enjoyed this episode please make sure to go subscribe on spotify and apple Podcasts. leave us a review and share the episode if you have any questions you would like to ask doug or jess about this series around crm implementations and what they should cost or anything else RevOps related email me at hannah at imaginellc.com or hit us up on twitter at demand creator until next time remember you can't solve your upstream problems downstream.